Welcome to another episode of the You Flourish podcast, where we are your go-to stop for faith-based career coaching to help you flourish in all seasons of your leadership journey. Flourishing happens when you find strength in God to let go of all worry. It's easy to get wrapped up in the stress and hustle of this world and to put faith on the back burner. What if you tune into our podcast every other Tuesday so that you could feel encouraged to go through the rest of your week keeping God top of mind? And if you love what we have to say, make sure you follow us on social media, write a review, and subscribe. Get ready to grow, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Flourish podcast. Today, I'm really excited to be here today with Kiesta Mock, and we're going to have a really good conversation just about what priorities look like, because we know the term priorities has changed, and it went from being a single priority to many priorities in uh, in the Industrial Revolution when that came about. That's a whole other story, but we're going to talk all about priorities and values and how we can really align and, and what God says about that. And so Kiesta works at Core Health. She works in the, as an office manager there. And she also is an instructor at Cycle Bar, which is an awesome cycle studio in Fargo. And she also volunteers um, at Prairie Heights, a church in Fargo as well, doing their social media. So super, super excited to have her here with me today. So Kiesta, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about you and kind of just share a little bit about your journey and how you kind of got to where you are right now. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Um, so I am Kiesta Mock, like you had mentioned, and I grew up in a military family. And I actually never started my story there because I, I never thought it was relevant. I'm like, well, that's not, doesn't really matter, whatever. And I've started to because I've realized that that is actually a really big part of my story and why I am wired the way I am. Um, so if you think about, I was in, I was actually two years old before I moved to my first foreign country. I've lived in Germany when I was two. I lived in Italy when I was eight till I was 12. Um, so I was constantly like picked up out of my life and plopped in a new life mm. and then over and over and not realizing that I was kind of like changing myself a little bit every time I would go somewhere to make friends. And I would literally chameleon myself into the version of them that I thought I needed to be. So that is a really big part of my story. I have two younger brothers. Um, I went to college at UND, go Sue forever, and met my husband there. We have been married for almost seven years. I have two kids. Charlotte is six and Jameson is almost five. Um, that is, they are really big part of my priorities and my values and why I'm so good at maintaining those and sticking to those. Um, and yes, recently it's been about a year of being the office manager at Core Health. And that's been something that I find a lot of joy in. I don't say I have to go to work anymore. I get to go to work. So I really, I'm so grateful for that because it's truly when I hear people, I have to go to work or the, oh, tomorrow's Monday already. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a bummer. I used to work in those kinds of jobs. Um, I was a teacher. So, I mean, I never, I never really hated that job because you got to work with kids all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I was also a union rep for NDU and that was part of 
the, it brought back a little bit of those feelings of uncertainty because during that job uh, came COVID. So Mm-hmm. that's all stuff we can talk about for many, many hours, but we're not going to, um, I'm grateful to be the, in the place I am and for all the things that have gotten me to this point. Yeah. Well, and I was really interested in what you said about, you know, when you were changing in that, in your military family, you said you were changing when you had to change environments, you said you're kind of chameleon, you had to be a chameleon and you would put yourself in a new situation and maybe change who you are or what you did to fit in and make friends. And I feel like that's something we do a lot. And also when it comes to our values, I mean, our values should be our core values and who we truly, truly are. But I think sometimes we let them go back and forth and like be unstable depending who we're with. So could you just talk a little bit more about how you've created more like these stable values, maybe share like what your specific values are and how you've made learn to let go of that chameleon part and stay strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you think about like trends of fashion, right? So um, jumpsuits, those came into a little bit of popularity and everyone's buying the jumpsuit. Well, that's like, it's our society, right? We always, we just always want to change ourselves to fit in mm-hmm. and that gets to be exhausting. And at the end of the day, who are you really? And that's where my faith really came into play was who did God create you to actually be? And what did God create you to do on this world, like earth? Because you're just kind of just going, you're waking up, you're just kind of going through the day, you're going to bed, you're waking up. It's not anything that I found purpose in, or I was like on fire to do. And um, actually, big part of my faith was the volunteering for social media at Prairie Heights. It's um, very interesting when you get around a group of people who do focus on priorities and values all the time, and then having that feedback from them of making sure that what we're, we're doing on social media matches their values. That was my first like, okay, values need to align with the decisions that you make. And I know it's silly to say that about social media, but that's you, you are a certain quote unquote brand of yourself. If you think mm-hmm. about it, um, so yeah, our values and they're my family values. We value faith. So we um, very much attend church and do what we can to give back at church. We value being together. Mm-hmm. And then I personally, my number one value is time. Um, a big part of my story is mental health. I, if you think back to that military part of my fam, like my story, that is a big part of the anxiety and the depression that comes into it. Of my personal story, because never knowing where you're going, never knowing what, if you're going to have friends, where you're going to live. Um, so just those kinds of things really played a big part in my story. And then uh, 2020, spring of 2020, I had a suicide attempt and it was, thank the Lord, not successful. My husband um, was a very big part of that whole situation. And if you think about, you almost ran out of time Like I almost didn't have any more time on this earth Mm. ever since then. I'm very protective of my time. And we use the word busy in our, we're the Midwest. Oh, how are you? I'm so busy. Well, why are you busy? Did, what did you say yes to that? You maybe didn't want to, that's causing you to say busy instead of, oh, I'm awesome. I'm doing this. You could still be doing something every minute of every day busyness usually isn't some way we, we don't describe things we're enjoying doing. 
It sounds That's kind of weird, but point. yeah. And what you said is the best one of the best good question that you said earlier is like, who are you really? And that we are specifically a brand, like we are a brand, like I as Grace am a brand, you as Kista, you are a brand. Like mm -hmm. that is actually one of the best things to think about. Like this is who we are. And also the value, your value of time. I think that's such a good thing because like for you, I mean, in anybody, like time can be taken, our lives of time can be taken away in one instant. And time is such an important thing. And I actually am reading this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Um, have you read that one, Kissa? I've read it and there is actually a workbook you can get that accompanies it and it is life changing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, I've heard this quote time and time again, but they reference it in this book, the idea that if if um, the devil won't make you, oh, what is it? You might know what I'm saying, but he'll, or, oh, if the devil won't make you sin, he'll make you busy. Oh, it's yeah. Yep. And so really, like you were saying, like, when we do things that we aren't enjoying or things that aren't good or pure or everything, like, we're filling that with busyness. And that's not what God intends for our lives. And so I think that's such a good value that you say of time um, in that sense. So when it comes to, you know, this time and like saying yes and saying no to things, like we, we want to talk all about values and priorities, but okay, great, right? So you can say your number one priority is time or your values time or your families is, you know, togetherness. But how do we actually stick to that? Because we can all say we're going to do all these things, but what does that look like? How do we do this? Absolutely. So it, a lot of it has been what you just said, reading books, the personal mm -hmm. development, the podcast listening, the audible um, things like turning, turning that, honestly, turning time in the car into, oh, I just heard this term last week, automobile university. Okay. So you're turning your car into a small little pod of education. Every time you get into it, turn on the podcast, turn on the audio book that, and that, that's one of the ones I read was Ruth, ruthless elimination of time. Atomic Habits was another one. And then there was a book I or a blog kind of, they read their blog on a podcast and they'll have to look at it and I can send it to you later so you can link it so people don't think I'm crazy. But it's all about time blocking. So every, every 15 minutes of your day, you actually mark down what you're doing. And it was disgusting the amount of time I was wasting in my day. And yes, scrolling social media is not a use of time. It is a waste of time. It's a distraction from your life. And so the time blocking exercise was a very big eye opener for me. And that was something I actually did during like the quarantine part of COVID. So it was when we were all kind of at home doing nothing. But also I had two kids at home. I was working full time still. Why was I wasting all that time? I was escaping life. And to have that data and to look down at the piece of paper and be like, oh, okay, well, you had three hours of TV watching. You could have done so many more things. It's just something that you can look and see. And it kind of gives you that perspective, your own perspective, but of that actual data, you have time. Mm -hmm. And so when you say you're too busy for something, are you too busy or did you choose to use your time on other things? Uh, my husband and I, um, joke with us all the time. He'll say, I'm too busy to do this. And I'm like, well, you told me that you learned that thing on TikTok last week. So what could you have done instead of the TikTok thing? Maybe like done something else. And that's, don't worry. I have my, my fair share of social media scrolling and trying to escape that. But the more I've invested my time into those personal development things and, um, I sell Lime Life skincare and makeup 
uh, it's a direct sales company. They offer trainings twice a week, trainings on how to sell, how to market yourself. And that's where I really learned. Like you are a brand as a human being, whether you sell something or whether you don't, people mm-hmm. look at you and they know you for something. And I realized I was not being known for, and that's by my own family and my close friends. I don't want to be famous by any means, mm-hmm. but the people that are closest to you, what do they know you for? And I wasn't okay with the things that I was being known for. And that's where my priorities and values had to start being aligned because my self-confidence was tanking. It was every single day I would make the decision to not do what I knew I was supposed to do or knew what the right thing to do was. Mm-hmm. I would still make the wrong decision. And then my confidence would go down. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting that you bring this up and how you said that you weren't the person that you wanted to be. I really was just thinking about all this stuff. And I just wrote something about it, how my friends would always say, know me as the busy one. Every single time they would reach out to me, they'd be like, oh, I know you're really busy, but can we do this, this, this? And I like, that like hurts me to hear that that's what people think. Like I'm too busy for this relationship. When in reality, relationship with people around us is the most important thing. And God calls us to be in community with people, not to be rushing in this busy. And so that's where that quote about, you know, the devil will make you sin. He's going to make you busy. And that's worse than like any of these sins. It's like not putting God's number one wish for us to put people first and love those around us. I'm not even doing that because I'm busy. So it's very interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to, I mean, making these daily decisions, like you said, I mean, even just choosing not to be on your phone or what, what does this look like? These daily decisions of sticking to, maybe it's creating habits to put your values into play or create these, like we call them ba- like unbreakable boundaries. What does that look like? And how do we actually stick to that and create these habits, habits that stick is kind of how I want to say it, I think. Absolutely. So it's kind of a meld of Mel Robbins, Rachel Hollis, Gabby Bernstein, all of those women and their philosophy of kind of living their life mixed together. My morning routine is something that is very sacred to me. I wake up before my whole family does. I have a Bible study book that I do um, from She Reads Truth. So it's like an every single day on theme Bible reading, because that's the uninterrupted time that I get to read, read the Bible. And that's because everyone else in the house is sleeping. So if I have to wake up earlier than I really want to, like no one likes their alarm going off at 445, but it's my habit and it's, it is unbreakable. And, um, people all, like they, they're like, wait, what, what time do you wake up? Well, it hasn't always been that it was six o'clock in the morning and I would wake up and be like, okay, fine, let's grab some coffee. And then it was five 30. And so it was those, t- I moved in a very slow way, which is unlike me normally, um, because of the book atomic habits. And making sure those little achievable goals built my confidence. Because in in our last part of our conversation, I was talking about how my confidence went down when I wasn't doing what I said I would do. Well, that's exactly what habits are built on is your self-confidence being boosted by you following through with your own decisions. So for me to snooze my alarm or to not wake up makes me not have a really awesome day. And for my mental health, I know that fitness is a really big part of that. And so I also work out before my family wakes up typically. Um, and that for me, that is a very sacred part of my day. And 
like you said, living in community is very important. And the lowest part of my story and my life was during a part of our, our world and our history where we weren't allowed to be in community. So that for me was eye-opening. Like I need, I need other people. I am an empath. I take on energy. Um, and that's a very big reason why I, I have a very strong sense of boundaries. I guess I just set boundaries really good because protecting my own mental health. I know how quickly I can go down if someone I'm around is down. Not to say I'm not going to reach out to help them, but it's just an easier way to make sure I'm okay is by saying no. And once you realize that maybe one day you weren't going to be here anymore, it just kind of puts a no spin on the way you spend time, who you spend time with. Do they fill your cup or do they take it and dump it out? One of those is the right people to be around and one of those is not. And that's something that I've been able to be good at and stick with. And honestly, to teach my kids that at their young ages has been one of the most awesome things because to hear Charlotte at six say no to her brother because she doesn't want to do that. I'm like, huh, when I was six, I would do anything to be around my brother and it doesn't matter what it is. Well, chameleon, right? Chameleon myself at six to play with my brother. She said no, because she's okay being alone. I'm just grateful for the, the switch of perspective and the ability to have the next generation come up and teach us a couple things. Mm. Well, and I love what you said. I've never heard it put the way that you just put it about like our confidence. I think we forget like saying no is just something we do because protecting our values. But like the more we say no and the more we actually stick to our commitments that like you said or stick to these habits, we'll be so much more confident. Like I actually can do this. And I think that could translate to all these different areas. Like then when you go to get a job or maybe you're getting whatever, meeting someone new, sometimes we get nervous or what, whatever it is, whatever we're doing something new, we have confidence that we can do it because we've learned that we can stick to the things or we know who we are. I just think that's such a good way to think about it. Instead of thinking, oh, if I don't stick to my habits, like whatever, whatever, like that's just, I'm not good enough. Well, in reality, when you stick to your habits, you just become so much more confident. So I think that's such that's such a good way um, to think about it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I really want to ask you, I mean, so you're doing a lot of different things right now. I mean, you kind of have your hands in a lot of different areas, but I want to ask you, how can we as listeners and we as this community support you and help you flourish and continue to flourish or help the people that you help continue to flourish? Um, that's well, a couple things. I mean, come to one of my cycle bar classes. They're so fun. Um, come see me at Prairie Heights. You know, I'm there at nine o'clock every Sunday. That's fun too. Um, personally come to core health, just take a tour of our new expansion. That's so fun. And my number one mission in my life is to make sure that no one feels alone or unworthy. So when you see someone, that's my number one ask and how you can support me and what I want this world to look like is to reach out and help people. And yeah, you might seem a little crazy, but if someone is looking down, ask them if they're okay, because you never know what their intentions are and you never know what's going through their mind. And maybe you just asking them and making them feel seen honestly could turn their day around and it could actually save their life. Mm, that's amazing. And like, like you said, just asking people, I think that's something we, I mean, we've talked a lot about this time of isolation that we all went through. I mean, really the most loving thing you can do is just ask somebody how they're doing and actually sit and listen. And we talk all about a lot about listening and I, 
you know, we, we've talked about values and priorities and a value of yours. I mean, seems like helping people. And like you said, your mission is really to help. And the best way we can do that is just to listen and just care. Like truly, mm-hmm. we just need to care about people and care about people's hearts because that's the only way that we'll do it. So my last question for you, I don't know if you have this prepared and if you don't, that's okay. But I want to ask you if you have a favorite Bible verse or story or something that you kind of live by or maybe has a big impact on you. Yes, I do have a verse and I had it down here so I don't mess it up. Um, It is actually Philippians chapter four, verse six. And this is a verse that um, I actually found through going to therapy because of my anxiety, which I later found out was more of like an anxiety depression mix. And here's the verse. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. With thankful hearts, offer up your prayers and requests to God. So for me, it's just the constant reminder that you can't do it alone. And when you think you can, you really need to throw your hands up and you just need to really lean into God and what his plan is for you. Because personally, and I think a lot of us younger professional women, um, when we don't feel worthy and we don't feel like we're doing enough, we start reaching for things that are outside of our priorities and values. And then that again leads to those, the self-doubt and confidence when you have to lean into God and understand you are made to do things. You're on the right path because he's helped you up to this point. And if you're ever unsure, just pray about it. I love it. That's so good. And like you said, we, we do attend when things are out of our control, we like to reach for things that aren't good and aren't pure and aren't of God. And so I think like you said, like leaning into that goodness is all we can do. So I love that. That's so awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that. And I appreciate you being on our podcast today. And I think you have made so many good, good points and just about not being a chameleon, like you said at the beginning, and that we are truly a brand. Like at us to our core, we are a brand. And when you understand what you truly value, you're able to really just like stay true in that. So I think that was such a good point that you made. And really just knowing that when you stick to your commitments and you stick to your values, when you stick to your priorities, you'll become such a more confident person. And then who doesn't want to be such a confident person? Like we all want to be confident, but it all wraps around back to its core that we really also can't do anything, any of this without God. And we just need to lean on him when things get hard and lean on him when we're feeling maybe isolated or lonely. So I really appreciate you being here and we'll link all the stuff in the show notes. So um, I'll link a uh, link to go to Kiesta's um, cycle bar classes. You guys check that out. And I'll also put a link to Prey Heights and um, to Core Health too, because why not? Um, we might yeah. as well go to all the places. So <laughs> we'll put the links there and yeah, it's been great having you today. Thank you so much, Grace.